Hare Krishna everyone. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Right here in the live studios in Hive, Kent, Southeast England. Just visible is the English channel from where we live. And I'd like you to know that the NHS healthcare system in England is second to none. I got my vaccine for the COVID today, free, and it was so organized and the people were so nice. There was about 30, 40 volunteers there taking people through each stage. They had all kinds of rooms, each one of them giving the vaccines and they were very friendly and they were very courteous and they were very efficient, personal, gentle. It was just lovely. And uh, so there are some really positive things happening also in the world. And I just found out that even if Rasikas money and Abaya, uh, even though they're on tourist visit, they'll give them vaccines too when they're young. So there's still some goodness left. <clears throat> okay. Let's read the Srimad Bhagavata Mihima Stotram. We, we hope that all of you are uh, well and safe and, uh, and blissed out in hearing the Brihad Bhagavatamrita. Some of you may be for the first time. I remember when I was in my room in Govardhan editing this book, hearing things, reading things for the first time that probably no Westerners have heard in this commentary by Sanatana Goswami. And it was so blissful. And I had no one to share it with. The telephone didn't work. There was no internet, no cell phones. The landline didn't work because the monkeys were always hanging and chewing on the on the wires. Go <laughs> It's much much different now. We have broadband and everything. But it was so blissful, and I couldn't share it with anybody at the time. So when I came out of India, it just kind of poured out of me. So I'm I'm getting memories of when I made that first tour after I came out of Govardhan that time and reading the Briya Bhagavatamrita in different house programs and things. So blissful. No wonder Prabhupada said must one, one must read this book. Okay. So Sanatana Gosham is the author and he glorified the Srimad Bhagavatam and the Sri Krishna Lila Stava. <clears throat> and it goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnadya, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana. Srimad Bhagavata Prabhu Kalidwandodita Ditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees O Master Srimad Bhagavatam You are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali You are the exact image of Sri Krishna Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume 
I bow down to you, who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka bando matsangin madbudo man mahadana manistadagamadbhagya madananda namostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu, saduta dayin, atini chochata kada, hanamun chagadachin mam, premna rit kanta yospuda. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me, always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reach the third chapter of the first part of Abhriya Bhagavatamrita. Narada is traveling from place to place, from devotee to devotee, uh, looking for the devotee who has received the most mercy from Krishna. And he's come to Shivaloka, sent there by Lord Brahma. Now we're going to hear, and then he glorified Lord Shiva. Now we're going to hear Lord Shiva deflecting the praise, refuting the praise and deflecting it to another devotee he considers to be higher. Beginning with te text 9. Narada then recited prayers <clears throat> glorifying Lord Shiva as the supreme controller of the universe and elaborately proclaimed the fullness of his mercy, of the mercy bestowed upon Shiva by Lord Krishna. Text 10 Lord Rudra, the best of Vaishnavas, the initiator of devotional service to Vishnu, at once covered his ears and angrily replied. Commentary Vaishnavana Maheshwara of all Vaishnavas, Lord Maheshwara is the greatest. He is the greatest Vaishnava because he initiates the teaching of pure devotional service. He founded the Rudra Sampradaya, one of the four authentic Vaishnava schools. He is more famous as a Vaishnava than as an incarnation of Vishnu. Text 11 Sri Rudra said, I am not the Lord of the universe, nor an object of Krishna's mercy. I am just a poor soul, always hankering for the favor of the servants of his servants. Commentary I can only hanker for the mercy of Krishna's servants because I am not fortunate enough, fortunate enough to have it. Text 12 
Sri Parikshit said. Upon hearing this, the sage Narada was shocked. Thinking he had acted offensively, he at once stopped praising Lord Shiva's non-difference from Krishna and began to speak in his soft voice. Sri Narada said, You certainly know the confidential mysterious glories of Lord Vishnu and the Vaishnavas, and you expertly explain those glories. Commentary Although the greatness of the Lord and His devotees is a fathomless mercy, Lord Shiva and the other empowered Vaishnava Acharyas are able to help ordinary conditioned souls understand it. Narada hopes Lord Shiva will accept praise, at least on this account. Text 14 The best Vaishnavas therefore aspire for your mercy. Lord Krishna also has great regard for you and extensively spreads your glory. So now we're hearing Narada glorify Lord Shiva. I thought he was going to refute his praise, but it hasn't come, that'll come later. Commentary Krishna spreads the fame of Lord Shiva, sometimes through representatives and sometimes himself. Text 15 Has Krishna not worshipped you many times in his various incarnations and taken from, he, from you many boons? Commentary Those who want to see examples of Lord Shiva's bestowing a boon upon Krishna can read the Adana Dharma section and other parts of the Vamana Purana, which describe how Sri Krishna received the Sudarshan Chakra and how Samba became his son. Text 16 Sri Prikshit said, Hearing this, Lord Shiva could no longer maintain his gravity. Ashamed, he sprang to his feet, covered Narada's mouth with both hands and said, Don't even mention that arrogance of mine. Commentary Lord Shiva felt embarrassed to be reminded that he had offered benedictions to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 17 He then boldly told Narada with surprise in his voice, Just see the most incomprehensible power of the pastimes of the Supreme Lord. Commentary Putting aside his embarrassment, Lord Shiva pointed out to Narada the wonderful uniqueness of the pastimes of the Supreme Lord and acts with his devotees, in which the Lord takes upon himself many severe vows and penances just to win the devotees' blessings. Text 18 O oh my Lord, Oh, my Lord is so sober. He is such a deep and varied ocean of great qualities. Even though I have committed many kinds of offenses against Him, He still does not reject me. Commentary The ocean is too deep for one to measure. What to speak of diving into it and reaching, reaching its bottom? 
The ocean cannot be moved from its fixed place and the opposite shore is far beyond anyone's vision. Similarly, the, Lord, the Supreme Lord's qualities are countless. They include every possible kind of greatness and each of his qualities is unrestricted and boundless. Lord Shiva considered himself offensive to have shown off his own power before Lord Krishna by offering him benedictions. Other offenses he had committed against the Lord were too painful for him to recall. But Sri Krishna never considers anything done by Lord Shiva offensive, since Lord Shiva always acts in this world only to promote the cause of Krishna's devotional service, either directly or indirectly. Text 19 Sri Parikshit said, Seeing Lord Shiva completely absorbed in the transcendental taste of pure devotion for Krishna, Narada, pleased beyond limit, grasped Lord Shiva's feet, made him sit down again and spoke to appease him. Lord 20 Text 20 Sri Narada said, you are so dear to Lord Achuta. Is it possible you could ever offend him? Though people sometimes see what they think are your offenses, he never sees them at all. 21 and 22 Bana was a cause of trouble for saintly persons. Too proud of the strength of his arms, he used, to magic, he used magic to arrest Aniruddha and fight against Krishna, the wielder of the disc. When you saw that Bana, your devotee, whom you had maintained like a son, was on the verge of being killed, to save his life, you offered prayers to, to Sri Hari. At once, Lord Krishna put aside his anger. Now pleased, the Lord gave Bana a form like his own and raised him to being one of your associates, a position rarely obtained, even by the by demigods. Commentary In the fight against Banasura, Lord Krishna had already lifted his Sudarsan disc to kill Bana, his son's enemy. But at that moment, Lord Shiva interceded. Despite Bana's long list of offenses, against Vishnu and the Vaishnavas, Bana had the one credit of being Lord Shiva's sincere devotee. This impressed Lord Krishna so much that he gave Bana a four-armed form of his own. Sri Krishna then told Lord Shiva, Chatvaro sya bujak shishta bhavishyat jajamarana Ararāmara Parshada Mukyo Bhagavato Parshada Mukyo Bhagavato Nakutas Chit Bhayo Sudaha This demon, who still has four arms, will be immune to old age and death, and he will serve as one of your principal attendants. Thus he will have nothing to fear, on any account. 
Bhagavatam 10, 63, 49. Text 24. When such enemies... <clears throat> when such enemies of the Vaishnavas as Gargya worshipped you by severe penances, when such enemies of the Vaishnavas as Gargya worshipped you by severe penances, the benedictions you gave them were not without loopholes. Commentary Because Gargya and others were inimical to the Yadavas and Pandavas, who were all staunch Vaishnavas, Lord Shiva rewarded their worship with imperfect boons. According to the Brihad Aranyaka Upanishad 2.1 Gargya Balaki was a learned son of the sage Garga, who was too proud of his acquired knowledge. By Lord Shiva's blessing, Gargya obtained a son, but not one who could destroy the Yadu dynasty, as Gargya had wanted, only one who could frighten and frustrate the others. Similarly, Jayadrata received the limited boon that he could want only once defeat each of the Pandavas except Arjuna. Sudakshina was allowed to destroy any enemy of his choice who was not a proper follower of Brahminical culture. But this power ultimately turned against him. The full stories of these hapless devotees of Lord Shiva are recorded in Sri Haribangsha, Vishnu Purana and Srimad Bhagavatam. Text 25 Although, although Chitraketu and others like him foolishly dared criticize you, you never became angry at them because they were surrendered devotees of plenary portions of Lord Hari. Commentary It is foolish for anyone to criticize Lord Shiva. When, Chit when Chitraketu committed this mistake, he was not yet a pure Vaishnava. Otherwise, he would not have exercised his discrimination so wrongly. But Chitraketu, even as a neophyte, had a connection with Lord Shiva, with Lord Shesha, an expansion of Sri Krishna's first expansion, Balarama. So Lord Shiva was not offended by Chitraketu's laughing when Lord Shiva sat with Parvati on his lap in the presence of a group of sages. Text 26 Once, just to please Lord Krishna, you expressed the desire to become even greater than He, but then you very cleverly modified your request, asking Him instead to make you His devotee. Commentary this, in Lord Shiva's opinion, was a particularly egregious offense based on the desire to be worshipped. He confesses in the Brihat Sahasra Nama Stotra, Padma Purana, Uttarakhanda, 71.102, Alabdva Chatmanak Pujam Samyag Aradito Harihi Maya Tasman Apishaishyam Banchata 
Hankritatmana. When I didn't receive the worship I wanted, I served Lord Hari thoroughly in devotional service, but with the egotistic motive of becoming even greater than he. In this way, Lord Shiva berates himself, but the truth is that even when he acted only for Krishna's pleasure, he thought that Krishna would be displeased by a direct request that Lord Shiva become his servant. Since Krishna is self-effacing by nature, he does, not, he does not like exalted persons like Shiva to act subordinate to him. <clears throat> so Lord Shiva instead submitted what seemed to be the opposite request. Krishna had declared his servant greater than himself. Madhbhakta, puja, jadika. More important, then worshipping me is worshipping my devotee. Bhagavatam 11, 19, 21. Therefore, Lord Shiva cleverly asked for that, <clears throat> for that greater position. <clears throat> Lord Shiva had, had also once overheard Krishna while playing dice with his queen, Rukmini, declare his devotee even more glorious than himself. In order to allure the dice into acting as his devotees by serving him very nicely. <laughs> oh, that's great. Text 27. <clears throat> Therefore, the Supreme Lord granted you and the goddess Durga the authority to give liberation, the liberation for which Brahma and many others pray. Mm. Commentary Without Lord Vishnu's personal sanction, no one can become free from the cycle of birth and death. Harim Bina Naivasritim Taranti Bhavartha Deepika 1087-27 Moreover, Lord Vishnu abides by such statements from the Vedic Shastras, which constitute his own laws. But having promised Lord Shiva a position even better than his own, Lord Vishnu deputed to both Lord Shiva and his wife the power to bestow liberation on his behalf. 28. Just see, <clears throat> though you have the power and opulence unobtainable by Brahma and the other demigods, you disregard your material happiness and live like a holy madman. 29. Always fixed in the trance of devotion for Lord Vishnu, you appear totally insane. Who else but you would go dance naked with his wife and attendants? Text 30. Today I have finally seen your amazing, uncontrollable eagerness to serve the Supreme Lord in pure devotion. No wonder Krishna always loves you the most. 31. What more can I say? Krishna's love for you is never interrupted, and by your mercy, 
many others have become dear to him. Commentary Narada is amazed that the greatest master of yoga discipline, the chief of self-satisfied sages, the husband of material nature, completely disregards common standards of cultured behavior. He does not even walk and dance normally. Lord Shiva's natural expressions of his inner feelings, if exhibited by anyone else, would be considered unacceptable or insane. Narda understands, however, that Lord Shiva's unusual behavior is a sign of his exceptional greatness as a Vaishnava who deeply tastes the ecstasies of devotional exchanges with the Supreme Person. Therefore, many serious aspirants for spiritual perfection, such as the ten prachetas, have taken shelter of Lord Shiva to obtain the rare gift of Vishnu Bhakti. 32. By Mother Parvati's mercy, also, many other persons have become dear to Lord Krishna. She knows in detail the true nature of both Lord Krishna and you. Commentary The Puranas tell of persons like Jana Sharma, who by Parvati's mercy became great Vaishnavas. Jana Sharma's story will be told in the second part of Sri Brihad Bhagavatamrita. Text 33 Mother Parvati, Ambika, is Krishna's own sister who always receives his infection, affection. That is why you care for her even though fully satisfied in yourself. Commentary Parvati is a non-different expansion of Yogamaya who appeared on earth from the womb of Yashoda Devi at the same time that Krishna was born from Devaki. Sri Krishna therefore regards Parvati as his sister. Text 34 You give her pleasure by always holding wonderful festivals with singing of Lord Vishnu's names and recitation of his glories. At those times, she enjoys the company of Lord Vishnu's devotees. Text 35 Sri Pariksit said, Dear Mother, Lord Shiva was so embarrassed by hearing this that he lowered his face. Then that leader of the Vaishnavas answered the great devotee, Narada. Commentary Lord Shiva's first reaction was to feel ashamed at hearing himself praised. Then he began to think that since the praise was altogether untrue, Narada might be making fun of him. Text 36 Sri Mahesh said, Oh, how painful this is, my dear Narada! Free of every trace of false pride, how can you compare me, the root of all pride, to Krishna, the Lord of prideless sages? Commentary 
Lord Shiva presides over a material force of ahankara, by which everyone from the rulers of planets on down thinks himself very important. And Lord Shiva has some reason to blame himself for the false ego that pervades the material universe. Narada, in contrast, is free from the influence of ahankara and so should not be idolizing Lord Shiva. At the opposite end, to Lord Shiva in the spectrum of egotism, Lord Krishna is the source of pure pridelessness. Lord Shiva implies by this comparison that no real relationship can exist between himself and Lord Krishna, who is so opposite in nature. Text 37 I am covered by many false identities. I consider myself the Lord of the universe, the all-knowing giver of knowledge, the liberated bestower of liberation, the devoted grantor of devotion for Vishnu. Commentary One might think that the universal controller of false ego should be immune to its influence. Lord Shiva now denies this, describing himself as subject to ahankara, he says that he also considers himself a dear devotee of Vishnu and a recipient of Vishnu's special mercy. And such a mentality, he thinks, is but another influence of false ego. Text 38 When the fearful time of annihilation arrives, in which everything must be devoured, I am obliged by the mode of ignorance to destroy the entire cosmos. When I think of this, I feel ashamed. Text 39 Dear Narda, if I had even a drop of the mercy of Lord Hari, why did he fight me when he took away the Parijata flower, when Aniruddha stole Usha, and on other such occasions? Text 40 why would he worship me, his servant? And why would he order me, turn people away from me by concocting your own versions of scripture? That's talking about... That's talking about... Uh, Shankaracharya. Commentary. Here Lord Shiva tries to prove not only that Sri Krishna hardly cares for him, but that the Lord actually holds him in contempt. Otherwise, Lord Shiva argues, Krishna would not have opposed him in battle on several occasions. And when Krishna stole Indra's Parijata flower, and when Aniruddha stole Usha, the daughter of Banasura. Furthermore, when a master pretends to worship a servant, that servant is actually insulted and exposed to public ridicule. The pretense may even indicate that the master secretly holds some grudge against the servant and wants to humiliate him. This may have been the case in such instances as when Krishna worshipped Shiva to obtain an excellent son. Lord Shiva thus concludes that Krishna's asking benedictions from him 
indicates not Krishna's favor, but Krishna's contempt. <clears throat> Rather than overlook Lord Shiva's transgressions, Krishna punishes him in subtle ways. Lord Shiva is supposed to be a great devotee of Krishna because he teaches pure devotional service. Yet Krishna ordered him to teach Mayavad atheism. Of course, Lord Shiva is actually a pure devotee and a recipient of Lord Krishna's favor. Even his teaching atheism is done for the sake of protecting the confidentiality of devotional service. But a pure devotee, naturally dissatisfied with himself, may often claim to have no spiritual status. The last two lines of this verse are a quotation from the Brihat Sahasranama of the Padma Purana, Uttara 71.107. Swagamai kalpitais tvam cha janan mad vimukhan kuru Text 41 you joyfully praise the power of me and my wife to bestow liberation, but we think this power terrible because the Lord's devotees feel distressed to hear of it. Commentary Vaishnavas do not like to hear that anyone other than Lord Vishnu can award liberation. <laughs> this is the epitome of humility because Lord Shiva is so great and yet considering, considering himself so bad. Text 42 Therefore, O best of Krishna's associates, do not think me a recipient, recipient of his compassion. Rather, those who have obtained the essence of his mercy are the residents of Vaikuntha commentary. Because Narada is himself one of Lord Vishnu's principal attendants in Vaikuntha, he should not have to be told that the Vaikuntha Vasis are true recipients of the Lord's mercy. In the next six verses, texts 43-48, Lord Shiva specifies their qualifications. Therefore, O best of Lord of Krishna's associates, do not think me a recipient of his compassion. Rather, those who have obtained the essence of his mercy are the residents of Vaikuntha. Commentary Because Narada is himself one of Lord Vishnu's principal attendants in Vaikuntha, he should not have to be told that the Vaikuntavasis are true recipients of the Lord's mercy. In the next six verses, 20, 43 to 40, I just repeated this, sorry. Lord Shiva specifies their qualifications. So we'll stop here. It's almost 8 o'clock. And uh, this is a good stopping place because now Lord Shiva is going to glorify the Vaikuntavasis. This is very rare, intimate uh, association we're hearing about. We're hearing the intimate 
thoughts of these great personalities, who can imagine our good fortune? Hare Krishna. Shri Brihad Bhagavatamrita Ki Jai. Srila Sanatana Goswami Ki Jai. All right. Let us have some. Now we left, yet last night, we left, uh, we didn't have time for all the comments. So we're going to start with them first. Or what does everyone think? Maybe we should ask you all. What's the best thing to do? To catch up on the comments from yesterday? Or to just go forward? Keep on swimming. <clears throat> Keep on swimming. What does that mean? I'm I'm swimming if I hear yesterday's uh, comments, and I'm swimming if I hear today's comments. So, what do you mean? Roy says I posted my question again, and Vilas Manjari says go forward. Okay, that decides it. Thank you for the discrimination of the Vaishnavas the great souls. Rati Manjari says, Jai Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna, Rati. And the first comment and question is from Brajbalaba. Brajbalaba is first out of the gate every day. I'm so impressed. Hare Krishna, Brajbalaba. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai. The amount of humility displayed here is almost beyond my ability to understand. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Generally speaking, how should one handle such praise? I mean, for me, I often feel I should run away when any personal praise comes. Thoughts? Yeah, I think you're on the way to pure devotional service. Because it, it's, a, it's an exalted quality to feel like running away when people praise you. I mean, I had the experience the first time I had to sit down and take worship on my birthday. And it was so intensely awkward that I almost just jumped off the chair and ran out the door. Almost. But at least I sat there, but I kept my eyes closed, and I just kept praying to Srila Prabhupada, you please take this, because this has anything to do with me. I'm so fallen and nasty and so many things, but this is actually meant for you, so please accept it. So I did that for a couple of years, and then suddenly I opened my eyes, and the next time, and I noticed how much the devotees were relieved when I was looking at them. And I, I realized that to, to receive service or to receive praise as a service to others is the most difficult thing to do. To maintain 
the mentality of being a servant of persons who are praising you is is not nor, not ordinary it's not normal and therefore i just rather than keeping my eyes closed and 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 just praying for it to be over i found that that put an obstacle between me and those persons who were trying to uh, to serve Krishna through their spiritual master. And so I started thanking everyone. Everybody that came up and offered a flower or did their whatever, I started praising them back. And the, 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 the result was magic. And I've been doing that ever since, whenever there's time. Sometimes there's not time. Whenever there's time. And I've been told that the atmosphere that's created is special and wonderful and it brings everyone together in a, in a platform of loving devotion that is rare in this world that's how i would react hari krishna next is something from sudevi dasi hari krishna sudevi dasi he says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my obeisances. For two years now, I have been part of your daily reading. The more I hear about Krishna, the more I am able to read with interest and more focus. I have hope now that my mind can recuperate from the distracting stress in my life. I am so happy about this. You have awakened me from years of dullardness. My Krishna consciousness has been renewed, rekindled. Hare Krishna. Well, all I can say about that is that's one of the nicest things I've ever heard. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. That makes my life worth living. Next is something from Avadudurai. Hare Krishna Vadudu Roy. He says, Dear Maharaj, please accept my obeisance. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Yesterday you said that Advaita Acharya is not Sadashiva. Please forgive me for bringing up a controversy, but the following is from Gauraganadesha Deepika 11. And he quotes the verse. He says, He who is Sri Sadashiva is the Bhakta Avatar, Sri Advaita Prabhu. I stand corrected, but there are other things that say that Lord that, that Advaita Acharya is directly uh, 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 Mahavishnu in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. So I will... There are different opinions in the Shastra, and it's not that any of them are wrong. As the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita says, uh, one may call Krishna the source of Vishnu or even Vishnu the source of, 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 of Krishna. But these things are not all wrong because these are all manifestations of Krishna. So it's not controversial and it's not contradictory. You just have to be able to hear it with the proper understanding, that's all. But we, we follow our line. And so the, the way to do this, the way to reconcile this, 
is to read the Chaitanya Charitamrita very carefully, especially, you know, the, the section of Advaita, uh, chapter 12 of Advaita Charya, and that will explain it clearly to you. And that's what we should take as our bottom line, or, or how we accept uh, things that seem to be contradictory. Hare Krishna. He also has a question. He says, if Parvati is an expansion of Yoga Maya, how could she burn herself in the fire as described in Daksha Charita? Because she's Yoga Maya. <laughs> she can do anything. <laughs> what do you think? Yoga Maya is limited? <laughs> See, the way to understand these pastimes is to understand this concept of achintya. This is Jiva Goswami's instruction to us all in the Tattva Sandarbha. He says, unless you actually can digest, accept, and be uh, inspired by the idea that Lord Krishna and his expansions are achintya, inconceivable, then these doubts are there and, they, and it makes you not being able to understand or relish even, the pastimes, because you may think, oh, maybe they didn't really happen, or maybe this person isn't who, or, or, or the misunderstanding will block you from tasting uh, uh, the, the pure glorification of the Lord and His energies. Everything is emanation Krishna. Everything is inconceivable. The soul is inconceivable. Even the conditioned soul is inconceivable. How will he buy something that's plastered all over the cover? This will kill you, and sometimes with graphic images. And he takes it anyway and, and smokes it. That's inconceivable. Just depends on how you look at it. But Krishna is inconceivable in the most wonderful way. And his you know, expansions and his energies, they, especially the ones that are closer to him, the closer you get to him, the more wonderful uh, his energies are. Hare Krishna. Next is a comment from Bhakti Ben. Mahamaya. Y y Mahamaya. Parvati is actually Mahamaya, who is an expansion of Yoga Maya. Therefore, the verse Naham Prakasha Sarvasya, Yoga Maya Samavritaha, is actually talking about Mahamaya, covering the soul, so to, to be able to not see Krishna in the material world. Hare Krishna. From Ben, he says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, thanks for tonight's reading. I can really relate to Shiva's feeling ashamed when obliged by the mode of ignorance to destroy. There's certainly. No, you, I'm sorry, can you read that again? Sorry. He says, I can really relate to Shiva's feeling ashamed when obliged by the mode of ignorance to destroy. Mm. There's certainly something very humiliating about coming under the influence of ignorance. Mm. Well, it's even more. Wonderful, and when it comes to Shiva, as we just heard, 
because he's the controller of ignorance. He never really is actually ignorant, but because he's in the controller of ignorance, he associates with ignorance. Therefore, and therefore his service is to destroy the whole universe. And because it's that bigger thing, the humiliation in doing it or the feeling of regret for having to do it is very great. That is the nature of doing something that is destructive. And, uh, question from Bhamsi Vilasi Das. Hare Krishna Bhamsi Vilasi Das. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. It was said that Bhana's only redeeming quality was being a devotee of Shiva. How does that tie in with Krishna's condemnation of demigod worship? <laughs> because he's glorifying Lord Shiva as the greatest devotee. Or sometimes, like like we've been hearing during this reading, that... Uh, the great the, the greatest devotee of Lord the greatest devotee of Lord Krishna according to Krishna is greater than him. Madbhakta Puja Adika, we just heard it in eleventh canto. Krishna says, Better than my worship, greater than the worship of me is the worship of my devotee. So when Banasura worships uh, Lord uh, Shiva as Vishnu, then Lord Krishna, because he's glorifying Lord Shiva, who he considers better than him because he's his pure, greatest devotee, takes it as a, uh, the great, a greater position. That's why Lord Shiva prayed to become a, a, a better a better better than Lord Vishnu. He act, that was a trick to try to trick Lord Krishna into making him, you know, uh, his best devotee so that he can become the best devotee of Krishna. Even though Krishna accepted that as being better than him. So it was his trick of getting into the position of being a devotee of Krishna. Hare Krishna. Next is something from Daityari Haridas. Haribo. The Welsh Sankirtan party is here every night. This is wonderful. Don't think I'm not noticing. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, thanks for another wonderful reading. I was a little confused to hear Chitrik Ketu described here as a neophyte devotee when it seems that from the descriptions of his levels of Krishna consciousness in the Bhagavatam that he was close to perfection. Well, he was, it, he was, he was familiar. He was actually a great soul. He was actually a great soul and therefore he could, took the, the position of Ritrasura, you know, when Parvati cursed him. And he was such a great 
soul that he was like, you know, chastising Indra, you know, and, you know, humiliating him in front of everybody. I know that you're destined to kill me, so why are you being so foolish and dropping your weapons? Pick it up, you rascal, and kill me. I want to go back to Godhead. I'll let you stay here and suffer. <laughs> so, Chitraketu is hardly an ordinary person, whether he's sometimes, you know, considered neophyte because of one, some quality he has or, or uh, may exemplify. Uh, in the Bhagavatam it says that when Chetraketu joked with Lord Shiva, they were actually on the same level and uh, Lord Shiva didn't really take offense. It was Parvati who took offense. So don't offend a woman. Hare Krishna. <laughs> Next is something from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. She says, Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. I really liked Lord Shiva's praise of Lord Krishna in text 18 of tonight. Mm. Quote, Oh, my Lord is so sober. He is such a deep and varied ocean of great qualities. Even though I've committed many kinds of offenses against him, he still does not reject me. Mm. Unquote. Would this be an appropriate prayer to use for us as devotees? Of course. And even better if we feel it. This is the this is the advantage of picking out prayers that are uh, attractive to you and make uh yeah that and bring out your feelings so that you can learn eventually how to pray to Krishna yourself direct. This is how you learn how to do that. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's eight fifteen, eight fourteen, and I'm gonna stop the reading tonight. Now remember I made a vow, eight fifteen is when I'm gonna stop every night. Because I'm just getting we're getting ready to do this marathon to finish the Chaitanya Charitamrita. So I have to preserve my voice. My voice has been very bad the last few days doing all these kinds of heavy emotional things. So Sri Brihad Bhagavatamrita ki jai Sri Sanatan Goswami ki jai Lord Shiva and Lord Krishna ki jai Gaur Prem Anandi Hari Hari Bo Sama Beda Bhaktivinda ki jai See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic, the nectar of the, of the loving association between Krishna and his devotees. Hare Krishna.